Hello and welcome to AFCast. I'm your host Malcolm and today we're going to be talking about a new update that came out in Rainbow Six Siege called Operation Wind Bastion. And for those of you who don't know what Rainbow Six Siege is, it is a tactical shooter game where essentially you're placed on a map, uh, attackers and defenders 5v5, um, essentially trying to complete some kind of objective like extracting a hostage from the defenders, uh, defusing a bomb that the defenders are protecting, uh, or... Uh, securing an, a certain room in the map against the defenders. And so this is a new update about the game. Uh, in this update, we have two new operators, some new glitches, <laughs> uh, fixes in the game, and also a new map. And it's it, actually, the entire theme of it is Moroccan. So this is actually really cool. We're going to first start off with our operators. And I am also here with my friend Bryce Manley who's going to start us off with Nomad. So, the first operator, as he said, is Nomad. She's an attacker. Her ability is in the air jab, which she has three shots on it, and it's a shootable, which is a side barrel attachment, much like Buck's shotgun. Whenever she has the air jab equipped, there's a giant yellow laser that is visible to everyone, which is basically just like a laser sight showing where it's going to aim. After it's fired, it takes one and a half seconds to activate once it hits a surface. So, Or a if, person. Yeah, or a person. Well, if it hits a person, it falls and hits the surface. But Yeah. It used to be really OP because it, it used, used to be instantly go off if you hit someone. So you could, like, shoot someone. You wouldn't even just... have to hit someone. It would explode midair if they were in the range. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you get hit by it, it's able to th throw it, like, it throws you to the side. And it's able to throw you through different things like walls that are not reinforced, obviously. Barricades, deployable shields, and Tachanka turrets. Which is actually really funny because it's a it's I would say I would say it's a great defense against or a great defense or offense against uh Tachanka, but then again, no one plays Tachanka, and also when exactly are you gonna have the chance to use Nomad to take out a Tachanka turret? Because you would need to have shoot it behind a Tachanka and have it perfectly placed. Yeah, it's... it's Too many variables. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so her weapons. And for her weapons, she has two primary weapons, the AK-47M and the ARX-200, and one secondary weapon, which is the .44 mag semi-auto. And by the way, both the first two weapons that he talked about were ARs, the second one is a semi-auto pistol. Which has an ACOG scope on it. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, this scope is like... I don't even know how to... It's just, like, it looks very uncomfortable, but, like, when you're actually playing it, it's so smooth. It's, like, the smoothest scope I've ever... Like, it's so weird. It looks so basic, too. Because all it is is a few lines and, like, a dot. And then it's good. <laughs> kind of looks like a sniper scope put on a pistol. Yeah, no kidding. So, for her equipment, she has the choice between either stun grenades or breaching charges. And she's a two-speed, two-armor operator. Alright, so, the next operator that we are going to be talking about is Cade, who is a defender. And, uh, so, his ability is called the Electro Claw, which essentially, he, well, first of all, he has two of them. And you can throw these, kind of like Ella's uh, mines. And, so, they're basically, they're not placed like bandits, like bandit charges, where you place them next to reinforcements. Because what these do, they... Uh, electrify everything in a spherical radius around this electroclaw. 
and it can electrify up to three things. And so it basically allows you to electrify hatches without placing a bandit wire on the top where attackers can easily just shoot it. And also, if you've ever played the common laundry Oregon defense, Oregon defense, um, with the wall, it, with the reinforcement wall in classroom, and then the reinforcement on the hatch in lobby, uh, you're actually able to get a certain like kind of not peak, but a certain spot where you could throw the electric claw in order to get both the reinforcement and the hatch. So like, there's all sorts of stuff like that. You can also kind of shoot a hole in the floor and then actually manage to get the cade in the the cade thing the electric claw in the floor so that way it's a lot harder to spot for enemies and then that's also really useful to do much like the old valkyrie camera strats where people would hide them in like the roof and that sort of thing yeah and then also if you want to like kind of cover hatches that uh are from roof like if you want to do bathroom hatch essentially in uh coastline uh, where you, they can drop in from the roof. What you can do, you can place barbed wire down on the floor of the bathroom. And I actually just thought of this, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, but then you can throw the electric claw right below the floor of that bathroom, and it'll actually electrify the barbed wire. So if any enemies drop, they'll have to quickly destroy the barbed wire or shoot like a breaching round into it in order to actually destroy it. Um, and basically just uh, waste time and resources for the enemy. Um, so there's a lot of cool tricks like that that you can do, um, and it's very interesting. So, yeah. And I was unaware of the fact, actually, that they changed it so it could only electrify three things. Oh, really? Because I was, last I had seen in the test servers, it could electrify anything in the range, no matter how many things are there. Yeah, it's only up to three things now. <laughs> so, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> And his weapons is a submachine gun, which is called the AUG A3, and a shotgun that's called the TCSG12, <laughs> and also same as Nomad, our attack, our attack operator, not a talk, um, a .44 mag semi-auto, which once again has that insane scope. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That like that's kind of like their brand for this one is that pistol, because I feel like there's always some kind of brand that they put on for each of the new operators that have come out, at least on the map or the actual operators themselves. Um, and so uh, Cade's equipment is the barbed wire, which you can, of course, electrify with the electro claw, and then also impact grenades, which comes with a lot of defense operators. And then he is a one-speed three armor, which gives him a bit more diversity between him and Bandit. So it's like a lot of people were worried that Cade was going to kind of take place of Bandit. And so what makes this a lot better is that Bandit is a three-speed, one-armor, right? Which means that Bandit is way more versatile than... Way more. <laughs> than Cade. And it's actually really annoying to play Cade sometimes, because I don't... For some reason, when I play Cade, I feel like I need to move around more. But, like, I can't, because, you know, he's really heavy with armor and stuff. So, but that also obviously allows him to have be more diverse with it. And also, he only has two... And also, the actual amount of time that it takes for the Electro Claw to activate takes, like, a couple more seconds than... Like, the Bandit is nearly instant, whereas the uh, Cade, it just takes forever for it. So it's really hard to Cade trick, and I think they've actually made it impossible now. It is not impossible, but unlike Bandits, when a Thermite charge starts, 
after you see a thermite charge start, you have like a millisecond to begin to place the bandit wire. Mm-hmm. With Cade, you have to listen for him placing it down. If you don't get it like the second he starts placing it down, it's the wall's gone. Yeah. It's also um really another thing that's really useful about the electric claw is that it's a lot harder for Thatcher to EMP if you can put it in the correct space. because uh, of course Thatcher's EMP only has a certain range. Um, and so if your electric claw is just out of that range, you can keep the reinforcements how they are. Um, and so I actually feel like Thatcher is going to be starting to be used a lot more with these Electro Claws. Um, or even Maverick, maybe, trying to get those cheeky angles on the Electro Claws. Um, I so feel yeah. like Thatcher's actually may be chosen more because Maverick kind of replaced Thatcher in the past season. Yeah. In a sense where... All you're looking for is bandits and mutes where you can just draw a line around the bottom of the reinforcement and steal them easily. But now these Cade things, they can be anywhere on the wall. Yeah. Yep. And then there's also um, some really cool diversity with Nomad because, well, it's not even necessarily diversity. It's just that like, she's completely different from every operator in the game. It's honestly, in my opinion, it's kind of stepping out of outside of Ubisoft's uh, kind of comfort zone with the way that they've done operators in siege before because we've never had anything that's been able to throw us through walls before we've never had anything that has literally stunned us like that before like obviously we've we literally have stun grenades but all that does is impair your uh hearing and sight for a few seconds this it completely knocks you down you cannot shoot or anything and it's just it's really op um, well, it's, I shouldn't say it's OP because it's actually fairly ba- balanced right now, especially with the one and a half second delay that it has. But you can definitely put it in very strategic spots. It allows you to put an organized push without having anyone interrupt you. But obviously these things are, they're not very obvious, but they're obvious enough for uh, roaming operators to start looking out for them and shoot them and then get the drop on you. Um, so you do have to be pretty strategic with how you place them, especially as the season goes on. And as to what you were saying with the stunning, there's only one other gadget in the game that can completely stop people from doing stuff, and that's frost mats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And that only does that by injuring you. Yeah. So this adds a whole new mechanic, as he was saying, where you have to work around that. All right. And so now we're going to move on to the new map, which is called Fortress. As he said, it was it's in Morocco, which... So the entire map aesthetic is darker feeling, brownish, tannish, and it's... It looks really good. It looks really polished. Actually, it literally looks polished yeah. because it's Moroccan, but... Yeah. <laughs> and around the map, there's three staircases. All right. I don't know. There's the one spiral staircase. There's the one staircase that's going up behind. Uh, I can... Oh, yeah, there's three. Yeah, right. there's three. There might be actually be four. I don't remember. Yeah, but, neither do I. <laughs> I don't count staircases, so... <laughs> it has a nice intro... Like, I wouldn't say introduction, because other maps have had this sort of thing, but it has the spiral staircases. But unlike other maps, it's... Like, take Consul, for instance. It has this giant spiral staircase. Yeah, this is more constricted. This is, like, a very, very tight spiral staircase that only goes up one floor, which... It's basically, like, a hallway that's kind of just been, like, twisted upwards. Yeah, which adds to a whole new system of tight peaking on it and doing different kinds of flanks and that sort of thing throughout it. On the roof, which is a completely flat roof and you can access everywhere 
from the roof, and there's a staircase going down the side of the building and that sort of thing. Yeah, the whole map is actually very accessible from the roof. Yeah. There is these construction entrances, more or less, where it's a floor where only attackers can go onto, and then they can walk onto the scaffolding and then drop into the actual map itself from the scaffolding that defenders are not able to get onto. Which also, like I said earlier, kind of adds usefulness for Cade, because what you can do below those construction places, you can place that barbed wire, then throw an electric claw underneath, so anyone who's trying to drop down from construction can, well, like, you know, if they dropped, if they have to drop down, they're going to have to drop down on that barbed wire. But the problem with this is, is that there's three of these construction entrances, so it's like, and you only have a couple electro claws and barbed wire, so... As I had said, there's the outside staircase on, like, the east side, I think it is, that can go from ground level all the way up to the roof and back down. Like the new Hereford base? Yeah, much like the new Hereford base. And, um, there's two cameras outside that one overlooks the entire roof, and then one overlooks that staircase, which I feel like these are really good positionings for cameras, for defenders, even though they're going to get taken out. Fairly quickly. Fairly quickly. Because they're, they're pretty much really easy to shoot from basically anywhere outside of the map. Because um, they're on either side of the building. Yeah. Which means that like unless you spawn on one side or the other, which you can't, you're going to basically be able to shoot both cameras within a few seconds of the match starting. But it does still give defenders a good idea of where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. If they're destroyed really quickly and the defender's watching it, they can see where the bullets come from. And that sort of thing, so they can figure out where the attackers are. Well, to be fair, the spawns are also either north side or south side. Like, there's two spawns on the north side and two spawns on the south side. That's about it. Yeah. So, And the map itself is very open. It feels very loose, easy to move around in. Large, empty hallways. And uh, there's this giant like U-shaped balcony area where... That's inside where you can completely see across this entire giant room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another thing that's actually pretty cool about that is that, about the map, not the openness, is like all, all of these walls, I, it's kind of hinting towards playing Cade almost because a lot of these reinforcements, uh, like when you go to reinforce, a lot of the walls are actually kind of like the breakable walls, that is, are kind of split by like this pillar that goes up as the normal Moroccan style. Um, so you only have these like little sections of actual reinforceable walls. And so it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to, it's like, it doesn't like change much about it. Well, I guess it kind of does because like you can't like sometimes uh, strategies for people is to place two thermite charges and op- completely open up the wall. Whereas now you're going to have to open on each side of the pillar um, which could actually open up for new strategies as well, because sometimes they have that pillar kind of extruded farther out. Um, so it could turn out to be different, I don't know, attacking strategies of some sorts. But yeah. And then now we're going to get on to the glitches in it. Of course, Rainbow Six Siege has its <laughs> wide history of glitches. At least it's not an Operation Health level glitch status. Um, and... <laughs> Uh, um, so one thing that really, really, I, okay, I thought it was fine at first. The first time that we saw it, we're like, oh, that's a weird visual glitch. And then we started catching on. It was a recurring glitch that was going to happen during this season. And we're like, we're like, okay, this is, this is a fine glitch. It's just kind of weird. 
But then as it goes on and on and on, it got so annoying. And this is this glitch is basically during the end of round replay. If any character, like whether you're watching the person or you're or the or like that person that you're watching is watching someone else and they're crouching, there are no frames between you in the standing position and you in the crouching position. I have no idea for prone position because I haven't seen that yet. But it's so weird because all you see is a jump between standing and crouching and it looks so unsmooth it it's just like it, it starts to really bug you and get really annoying and that's one of those things where it's like it that's doesn't why matter, that's but... why they have the mid-season reinforcement which i think they're actually starting to get rid or starting trying to get rid of which i don't really like that but they've always used this mid-season reinforcement about halfway through the season or a third of the way through the season they go through and patch those kinds of big bugs and glitches or stuff that seems really unbalanced or annoys players or that sort of thing. Another thing that we've been having uh, some issue with, uh, it hasn't necessarily been us more than it has been other people that I've seen online, but people are getting like this audio bug right now where people hear sounds right next to them. I know this happened to you about a week ago when we first started playing, you could hear gunshots right next to you, but I could hear them like upstairs sort of above us. Um, so like he freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> and also some for some people, uh, like during some of the matches and stuff, the drones are completely silent. Like a few matches, like some matches for people, that all the drones will just be completely silent and all they'll see is like this just black thing just... <laughs> going across the floor and it's like making no noise and so it's kind of weird um i don't think even the jumping makes noise which is also strange and then the last thing is that there's a weird texture bug i don't know if you've seen this yet but basically when you reinforce i've had like the textures just start freaking out on the reinforcement <laughs> and i'm like what's happening <laughs> while i'm doing it because i like i just feel like this reinforcement's gonna explode when i when i finish doing it but yeah so none of these are really that bad because you know there have been the past issues where there's been a bunch of weird glitches especially a lot of glitches i found with frost mats like where people have gotten frost traps like through walls before yeah. or like the invisibility glitch yeah it's the no recoil glitch with blitz, those sort of things that are game-breaking in a sense. Like, the drones is kind of game-breaking, or, like, the sounds right next to you, but that doesn't seem to happen as often as uh, these other things. Or actually, it doesn't really happen as at often at all, but, like, any of these things... Well, except for the end of replay. That's always occurring. That's why it's really annoying. Um, but, yeah. So now we're going to move on to our kind of summary and opinion of it. Uh, so, one thing is that uh, like I said earlier, is Ubisoft is kind of stepping into a new part of Siege, I feel like, um, with Nomad especially because of her air jabs, because this is a whole new part of Siege. I mean, uh, it's basically exactly the same as the Outbreak uh, Juggernaut thing that would throw you to the side. Isn't that basically what the air jab does? Yeah, they, took the, they actually took the coding from the Juggernaut and put it as the air jab. And then uh, another reason that like I'm saying, they're kind of stepping outside of their comfort zone. I think they're entirely... Like, right now, I feel like they're one foot forward in it. I feel like they're going to go the rest of the way in. I don't know. They might even take their foot out and then just jump straight in. <laughs> but uh, um, 
But, like, the reason I'm saying this is because I feel like they've reached that limit where, like, they've kind of made all of these feasible operator-type deals right now. Like, even Lion was kind of stepping kind of outside of their comfort zone with this drone that somehow detects movement through the building and stuff like that. Like, all the operators beforehand, all of them were, like, like kind of, like, mild, like, actual could be realistic type deal and then they have the air jab this time <laughs> and so i feel like there's gonna be all sorts of those things that are gonna be start coming out now and i'm not entirely sure how that's going to work out because for one thing the siege community could be really happy about that that could be a really cool thing that they're adding in but at the same time it could be very concerning because then we could have this kind of call of duty type era that goes on where we get into this futuristic too futuristic sense and we can't really drop back and I feel like if Ubisoft heads into that, that could be bad. Especially since Ubisoft is a lot of tactical shooter and not very much realistic type deal. Yeah. So, especially since Assassin's Creed is literally the past. Yeah. <laughs> so, I started playing around Operation Health, and even back then, I heard different things about Ubisoft planning on... They had plans of having, like, 50 attackers and 50 defenders. And this was a long time ago, and even then, I was like... I can't really think of what else they'd add into the game. And I think we're finally reaching that point, as he said, where it's becoming unrealistic as to what they're adding and how these different mechanics are working together. Yeah. Yeah, so, but other than that, we do think that the operators are well done. I think I think uh, Nomad kind of still fits within Siege, but it also kind of worries me because it is kind of stepping toward that more futuristic reality of the game. But I do feel like, uh, you know, the Nomad still works well within Siege. Um, Cade, of course, actually is kind of brilliant um, and definitely works with Siege because it's a, it's a, basically a more, not I don't want to say mobile because obviously he's himself is not mobile <laughs> compared to Bandit. But you know, he his gadget does work with Bandit. Um, like this is something you said uh, yesterday, I believe. That you think that a lot of people are actually going to be playing Bandit and Cade together, um, and after after having you know considerable amount of time to ponder that, like yeah, I can definitely see that because you know people will go for the hatches or the uh, the very interesting kind of strats with you know hitting those three elect- uh, electrifying things, and also you know doing the reinforcements for Bandit. Um, basically just allows you to electrify everything and definitely narrow it down to just a couple things, which will definitely also increase the playtime for Thatcher. Uh, And so I think Cade really actually balanced out a few of the characters in the game. And so I think that is really cool. Um, And it it definitely balanced out Maverick as well, because you you can't always get the bandit charges, because sometimes they'll be... Electro claws instead, and they, as I said, they can be anywhere on the wall. They can be halfway up it, all the way up it, at the bottom, in the middle. Not even on the wall; could be on the freaking ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> like, or even I've even seen people throw it. Like, um, I haven't seen people do this, but I I have seen it on other maps. But I was actually thinking the other day, if you were to play on border, and do you know the hallway section into armory where you have yes. the, you could definitely throw something. You could definitely throw one below. Yeah. And electrify those two reinforcements. Leading to balcony. Yeah, leading to balcony from underneath. And so it's just all sorts of those kind of strategies can be created with Cade. Um, 
and so yeah so like i think it'd be really cool if they can somehow figure out that to do that with more operators like i feel like they try to do that with sledge and buck but then people just kind of started using buck more than sledge but they have kind of found a way to even them out with kind of noise reduction and also um, the size of the hole that's created with the sledge versus the uh, underbarrel attachment. And the fact that sledges, sledgehammer can one-shot people. And... Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, but also the map is really fun and new um, and literally looks polished. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like... Yeah, the thing I really like about the new map is the open area. That's probably, like, my favorite part of the map. Because uh, it's also just really cool to look at. Because, you know, we see all these different styles, but all of the maps kind of just, like, look run down and stuff like that. But this map actually looks really, like, clean. And it looks... I don't, what, do you know what it's supposed to be? Uh, Moroccan Palace. Palace. I believe. It's probably or, why it looks uh, like polished. <laughs> fortress. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. The last thing is definitely this insane scope that has been put on this .44 mag semi-auto. I totally remember that. It did not look off of the little notes that we have here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but this scope, like, sir, I don't know what it is, but, like, you can definitely tell with the depth perception and stuff like that on other scopes, this just looks zoomed in. Like, it just looks hyper-focused. It looks really clean. It's so easy to aim with it for whatever reason. Um, and it's a two-shot, which is which is insane. And then obviously it's a one-tap headshot. But that's, yeah. that's At maximum range, so. it does 60 damage. So Are you serious? Yeah. That's insane. And the scope, I was actually comparing the scope the other day with, like, Cade's AR with an ACOG on it. I feel like... Some it, machine gun, thank you very much. I will We're trying you. to give these people a lesson on the hard facts of this, Fine. okay? On Cade's shotgun. <laughs> but I was testing it on Cade's uh, weaponry, like, the actual ACOG, and it seems like this scope on the 44 mag actually zooms in more yeah, than does. the default ACOG scope. Which I think it's a six times, is what they said. Which is kind of insane to think about, and... That's another reason why I feel that Kate is a three armor because they've said before they don't want quick defenders to have good scopes. <laughs> yeah, that's why they took Bandit's ACOG away. And Jaegers. And Jaegers. Rip the ACOG dream. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So now we're gonna move on to our rating. So mine is an eight out of ten. Um, I personally, what makes it an eight, um, like what those eight points are is just the is mainly Cade I really like Cade the new operator I also really like Nomad um I would say I like Nomad more than Cade just because she's a little bit less boring but like strategically wise I like Cade more especially since Nomad kind of steps out of that comfort zone um which is kind of where that two gets taken away but at the same time she still works well with Siege um, and another big reason why the two gets taken away is just that really annoying bug in the end, <laughs> end clip. Um, so and obviously, this rating is about an update. So, like, this isn't, like, the entire game. This is about the update itself. So don't, like, be like, but Siege is a great game, because it is. But mm. don't, don't do that. You love Siege. Mm. <laughs> um, and also, the new map I really like. Um it's probably now one of my favorite maps, uh, and I'd be, I actually haven't played it on ranked yet, I kind of want to see what some people do for strategies on that, I haven't really seen many clips of people doing stuff on Fortress yet, 
So it'll be, it'll be cool to see what kind of strats people come up with. And for my rating, I did 7 out of 10 because I've been around Siege a lot longer than Malcolm has, and it's true. I There are really good updates, really bad updates, and I feel like this is more moderate of the updates. Like, you have good updates where they introduce Mira and Jackal, these two very, very, very versatile people just for getting information, getting new strategies with their shotgun secondary, things like that. And this one I just don't feel like brings all of that potential like some of the other updates have. Sure, it's better than some updates like White Noise, but it, it I just don't feel like it's as, you don't have as much versatility in this update. I do have a question for you. Strategically wise, who is your more favorite operator? Probably Nomad. Really? Because as they've, many times even when she was in production, as Ubisoft has said, it's good for like, put it on your flank. So if anyone comes, you either hear them shoot it, or it hits them. Or on Diffuser. Or on Diffuser, which has actually won us a game once. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Against hackers, even, actually. But you can have different strategies like that, or even, I was seeing a myth-busting on this, where you could have the air jab knock someone into another air jab. Or have the air jab knock them into a claymore. Or just different, stra- different strategies <laughs> like that, where it's good to have it watch your back, and you'll you feel a lot safer than just listening for audio cues or trusting a teammate. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on to term of the week. And the term of the week for today is frag. And where you hear this a lot is either frag grenades. That's usual, (laughs) just fragmentation grenades. That's what they are. But usually when people are referring to frags, they're referring to kills, um, which is also where the term top fragger comes from. Because when you're the top fragger, that means that you get like the most amount of kills. That's basically sums it up for frag yeah so game on 